0: Welcome to WARN Radio, with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to WARN Radio. This is Tower, I'm here with The Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and DanaglenSmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms: Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Do not miss the featured posts this week. Be sure not to miss the following posts on our in depth biblical art- articles and radio shows. On danaglynsmith.com, socialist dreams, visions, and sugar plums. America, seven abominations. On warn-usa.com and Dana Smith weeping over national sins. We look at the sighing and crying for the sins of a nation. Gospel of John, the five prophecies. And you don't want to miss these WIBR WARN radio shows on warren usacom Christian Life series of John and Jude's epistles. Gospel Advocacy Classic. Power of God book of Romans part 2 on sound the shofar Lord binds breach Isaiah's prophetic book part 75 on battle lines and do not miss these worn radio episodes from the week of July 12th through the 14th Wednesday's advocacy show faith in In Christ Jesus, Missions, Pakistan, Myanmar, Persecutions at Warren Radio, Thursday's Isaiah series, I Will Revive, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 180, On Battle Lines, and Friday's Sound the Shofar, Perilous Times, Casual Effect, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 2. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storylines of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books A Million, Ingram. And you can also find the Rising Ebook on Google Play. And now I welcome in the Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good.
1: Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I'm doing good. We're doing Isaiah. 181. That's what part we're on.
1: That's incredible.
0: It is. And we're getting excited because we're coming to the close But uh, we've enjoyed this study. This has been a long study, and uh, there's no way I I think that you could listen to all of them. We've got all the parts together. Matter of fact, we've got a place where you can start, (laughs) and it's a long ways. I mean, even if you listen to two a day, you know.
1: It's going to take you forever to listen to them.
0: Well, remember, we're doing this one time a week. Yep. You can listen to them multiple times. You can listen to it a lot quicker than we we covered the whole thing. And so we are... Heading down the path. Okay. This is, uh, would you call this midsummer?
1: Yeah, it's midsummer.
0: So at any rate, a lot of things going on in the world, and there's a lot of stuff Isaiah has to say. So we're ready.
1: Okay. I Will Restore arrives at Isaiah's prophetic book at part 181 on battle lines. The troubled seas seas of a nation drifting from their God is met by the ability of the Lord to correct the wayfaring nation that has drifted from Him. The nation is special to the Lord, and Judah will find this out eventually. Although this may take trouble and tribulation... These things are able to get through to the nation. However, if that nation is prideful and ignores the Lord, then the fruits of a backslidden nation will find the harsher voice of judgment. The purpose of the Lord is restoration, not annihilation. And now, back to you. I'll see you on the other side.
0: Thank you, Tower. When we think of Isaiah... You know, he's just one prophet among many. And in the Old Testament, we have Moses, which prophesied of the coming Messiah, Yahshua, who came and died on the cross. He said, there will come another prophet like unto me. But Moses expressed that he would be a special prophet. And so we see that Christ came in the Old Testament we had the prophets that were sent. And the prophets, especially Isaiah, their duties were to declare, thus saith the Lord to the various nations, Judah Israel When you get into the New Testament we have apostles that are sent. We have people that prophesy and people that call themselves prophets and there's teachers. But the Old Testament prophet as found with Isaiah is one of those prophets that not one word fell to the ground. And for him to spend 66 chapters, well we broke them into chapters that, you know, when they translated it, but uh, there's a lot of stuff in here with Isaiah. And sometimes I think we take things for granted and not realize that God personally called the prophets. And they covered a time period before Yeshua came and died on the cross. Totally different time period. But a lot of the truths we can glean from it. So as we, as we look at this, we're going... Uh, we actually went through verse 16 of Isaiah 57... And we're going to move ahead, but I want to read it. So we're going to be referring back to verse 16 for a while. For I will not contend. That's the first little section. In other words, I will not be angry with my people forever, nor always refuse to pardon and comfort them. So, it. for I will not contend forever. He's not going to be angry. He's not going to get in to what he's doing now. Things are going to change. Neither will I always be always wroth. For the spirit should fail before me and the souls which I have made. And when we look at the simple meaning if God would continue in his anger his people wouldn't be around. They'd be consumed. So God cannot be angry forever. And of course, when we look in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him would not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But it goes on within these verses, warning that people would not come because they love the light. I mean, love the darkness more than the light. Because those that come and repent before God and come into the light, the light will reveal their deeds, their darkness. So they're not going to come. He says they're not going to come because they love darkness more. And, and that's where the grace of God comes in. So while we're talking about judgment, and the immediate judgment on Judah was that Babylon did consume them and take them captive for 70 years. Now Isaiah now is prophesying on the tail end of that when they come back. And he's going through this. He's not going to always contend with you, Judah. He's going to restore you. But when we look at the current situation in Israel, we see the Jewish people back in the land and have been there for 75 years. They had an anniversary. And, And I find all of this interesting because our ministry is in its 25th year. We've been married for 50 years and a company close by that we have connections with celebrated 75 years. Israel celebrated 75 years. You have all these celebrations and victories but you still have the enemies out there. So as we follow this down It's just amazing to me, all of the various celebrations of anniversaries and Israel is right in the middle of them. So something connected to Isaiah 16, uh, the verse 16, Psalm 78, 38 and 39. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and cometh not again. Now that's in Psalms. And this right here is how God dealt with Judah and the northern tribes. I mean, he could deal with the entire earth that way. He could just said, you know, I've had enough. I'm going to wipe you all out. I'll create somebody else. He didn't do that. You're in a time period known as grace. A time period because of what Yahshua did on the cross. He died and provided an atonement for all men that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have eternal life. Now that's not going to last forever the offer has to be taken up before you die and before the lord comes and so israel needs to be saved and there's there's a lot of messianics over there that that do know the lord in america we're running short of knowing god we're here delving in sins and wokeness and every other kind of nonsense thing and it's not going to get you saved you know you can be woke and you can become whatever you want to you know you can have 14 different personalities but see when you look at when the lord was on earth and he came across a demoniac what is your name legion for we are many you see When you begin to be possessed by your so-called wokeness, these are demons. And the legion, the demoniac, had a whole bunch of them. And the Lord cast them out. So you don't want to go around willy-nilly accepting different things that people are doing. Because you become under the influence of a demon, and if you get enough, you will be demon-possessed. Now, not all demon possession leads to like the demoniac. But the point of this is, is that God is not willing that any should perish. And in Psalm 78, he remembered that those who he created, that Israel, was but flesh. And in compared to God, the Lord, They're like a wind that, you know, when it blows, you can feel it and then it goes away. And it may not come back. That particular puff of wind that went by, there's other wind behind it, but it's not going to come back. You know, as flesh today, we're here today, we're gone tomorrow. And that's something, God is eternal. And and that's the one thing why here we find it in Psalm 78. And we found out that God did not deal with Judah or the northern tribes as he could have. Because he offered them compassion and love and forgiveness and mercy. Now today through the atoning blood of Christ on the cross and his resurrection from the dead, We have an ability to become like him. To be redeemed. To know the truth. To rebuke the demons. To rebuke the demoniacs. To see healing and miraculous things happen. Be filled with love, joy, and peace because of the Lord. These are just a few of the benefits. The rest of them are in will be in heaven when we get there. And I think one of the greatest things that Isaiah has taught me is that in judgment there's mercy. Now you may think that's wrong. It's not wrong. Because God doesn't judge anybody. He didn't judge Israel and the northern tribes just to judge them. And the northern tribes grievously sinned, and they wouldn't repent. So they were cast away. But there was still some of them in the land. (coughs) Remember when Israel was in the wilderness and they had grievously sinned. And he said that he was going to just destroy them. And out of Moses he would create a people. And Moses said, no, don't do this. And Moses told him why. He interceded before the Lord for Israel. And God listened. Moses could speak to him. Totally different presence. Today, we have churches, many churches. We have many people who call them prophets and every other kind of thing. You have those that claim to know God and those who don't care to know God. Now see, here for you, you have to make sure you know the Lord. His offer of mercy is out here today. And the one thing this teaches us in Isaiah with dealing with Judah is you want to be on the side of the Lord. Isaiah 44:21 through 22 Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee, thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Now see, Make no mistake, when we look at Israel, we look at Jacob, Judah, God provided a way of escape, delivered them from the Babylonians, and was brought back home, and they were forgiven and they were restored. In the New Testament, You know, God appeared to the Apostle Paul and called him to be the Apostle to the Gentiles. Paul, who called himself the Pharisee of the Pharisees, he knew the law, every jot and tittle of the law. So much so, he called himself the Pharisee of the Pharisees. Meanwhile, when Jesus dealing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests and those from the temple who came to him. He openly castigated them. And afterwards he says, you don't even keep the law. And then he said, you don't even pay attention to the weightier matters, which were mercy and love. because there was no mercy. And see in the New Testament today through Christ we should have grace, we should have love, we should have mercy. You see, we've got the Spirit of God with us. We are the temples of God because this is where the Spirit of the Lord dwells. If there was ever a people, ever anybody at any time at any moment that should be able to stand up in righteousness and declare, thus saith the Lord. It should be the modern church today that is filled with the Spirit of God and truly knows Him. But we, like Israel, have fallen away. And I say we. And in America we have fallen away. America has fallen away. The nations of men have forgotten... So judgment's coming. But remember, in judgment there's mercy. Now you may not think so. But God could just destroy the earth and every little peanut of a human being on here. And at the same time, he could save every animal. And you can just see that new world, the animals all talking to one another. Yeah, there used to be a species here called the human being. But they made God mad and wouldn't repent, so he destroyed them all. But see, God isn't like that. He's going to redeem you. Now, of course, if you insist on being unredeemed, he'll let you go. Read Revelation 22. But see, we're going through this, and we're talking about Jacob, but we're also talking about Israel. Because when we talk about Israel, we talk about the northern tribes. Jacob, we're talking about Judah. If we go down to Hebrews then 12:6 through nine, "For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you enter, endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? See, he's our father. And there are the disobedient crowd, and God's going to deal with them, but there's others that won't, will refuse absolutely to change, and they'll regret it. So in Isaiah fifty-seven seven, God tells you why the Jewish people, Judah, ran into trouble, and you could also put the northern tri- the northern tribes in here. For the iniquity of his covetousness. That word covetousness is plunder. Or to seize. You plunder those who's an enemy. You seize them. They're a prey. You took them out. For the iniquity of his covetousness. This is what Judah was doing. This isn't what... God is doing. He's saying why did he bring all this upon Judah? Why is America today facing judgment? Why are the nations of men going to try to take on God in the end of days and the last great battle? the iniquity of his covetousness because they wanted to plunder those around them they didn't care they were going to seize it it was like you're going to take someone who's prey and you were going to take everything they had because you wanted it and so God was wroth he was angry and smote him he brought judgments upon him because the word smote him I hid me, withdrew my presence, and the tokens of my favor, and was wroth. And he went on forwardly, in other words, proudly, turning away in the way of his heart. So you want to know why America's in trouble and the world's in trouble? Because God didn't like the way we were going. We wouldn't listen to him, so God withdrew his presence. He withdrew his angels from around America. You're on your own now, kids. You're going to learn something because you're not paying attention. You're going your own way. And how many times have we seen those who are plundering in America today? You can't even have a store in some of these big cities today because of the young people and and they're every race that you can think of. It's not just black kids or white kids, but they're all in it. And of course, the governors don't do anything. They encourage it. You have innocent people losing everything. You got innocent people getting murdered and shot. You got women getting raped, kids getting shot. That's in America. That's not over in other places that we know of. We cover the way, you know, Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda and many others treat Christians today. We know what China does to Christians and the Uyghurs over over there. We know what Kim Jong-un does to Christians over in his country, among others. See, we know these things. And They're not listening to God. They have turned away fraudulently. So you know what? They're all going to face judgment. That's why we call it the Great Tribulation because there's coming a day when His grace is going to end. There's coming a day when all those who turned away And it wasn't always like that. North Korea wasn't always like that. There was a time there was quite a lot of Christians there. So those to whom the Lord was talking to, Judah and the northern tribes, but here we especially refer to it as Judah, you could just call them the Jewish people. Those who we were dealing dealing with were Jewish people and they declined. Albert uh, Barnes says this, Here the sense is that one of the prevailing sins of the Jewish people which drew upon them the divine vengeance was avarice or the love of gain. Greed is another word. And they would do anything to get it. Isaiah nine thirteen through 14. Of course, we've covered all these. For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth them, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord, or because of it, the Lord will cut them off from Israel, head and tail, branch and rush, rush one day. And he did. And, he, and they went to Babylon for 70 years. Jeremiah 5, 1 through 4. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. Now this is the judgment. And uh, I really do like this. I wrote an article about this. And, and it's about weeping over the sins of Jerusalem. In this case, it was weeping over the sins of America. You see, if, if a people will not weep over their own country... If if they just absolutely are not going to do anything, you're not going to seek God, you're not going to fast, you're not going to pray, you don't care. That's it, and you have people in authority that won't do anything, and they see people getting robbed and murdered, and they just make excuses. You're going to get the vengeance of the Lord upon you for that, not to mention the blood guilt. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem and see now and know and seek in the broad places thereof if you can find a man, if there be any that executes judgment, that seeks the truth and I will pardon it. Go ahead, go look. But what, why does he say it say Because he'd already looked. He knows. There wasn't any in there that will seek truth and he will pardon it. And though they say the Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. See, they're just saying that. And that's one of the biggest things. What they did have, they didn't have a personal relationship. They went on their own ways. Their heart was far from the Lord. And even the temple was violated. And we're no different. America has been violated. And I'm not talking about other countries, I'm talking about America. There's going to be judgment on every nation, but i got news for you. America has been violated. Her streets have been violated. Her neighborhoods have been violated. Her laws have been tarnished and violated. The Supreme Court, the presidency has been made a stain and a laughing stock. There is corruption in every place. There is corruption and plotting of evil and wickedness. And they go out of the way to try to throw Trump in jail because he was the only man in in this country that was able to take the presidency and do things with it that nobody else did. And God said to America, I'm going to give you one man that's going to change your country around and you can choose to follow those ways which I have put in that man's heart or you can go your own way. And America chose to reject Trump and what he was doing. And they found fault with him in every avenue. They did not see the good. They don't care because America is corrupted to the core. The Democrats are corrupted. The Republicans don't get anything done. You have governors who are absolutely perverted and corrupted. You have per corrupted ways you don't know what truth is you think it do but the truth that you follow America is a lie it's a lie before God it's a lie in the Supreme Court it's a lie in our Constitution and it's a lie to all those Americans that went before us and if there was a greater judgment I wouldn't know of one for a nation that has been so blessed as America to do worse than what Israel has done and you'll say, no, we haven't done worse. Uh, who, you look in the mirror and you are a two-faced liar. You are a barbarous man and a barbarous woman who does not know the truth. The vileness is sticking up, stacking up, and the stink thereof is reaching past the throne of heaven. And Jeremiah, they called him the weeping prophet, And God tells him, go through the streets of Jerusalem. Can you find anybody that does judgment? That anybody seeks the truth? If you do, I'll I'll forgive them right there. Go ahead, man. Go through there. Let's see. And I wonder if God told a prophet there in America today, if he could go through New York or any other place and say, go through, see if you can find somebody that's honest. That's saying something. Because God knows the heart's. I can tell you I don't think there's an honest man in Congress left or an honest woman. I know there are a couple. But as far as reaching God's standards, this this nation has fallen. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock, and they have refused to return. Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. Bingo! Welcome to America. America and the nations have refused to receive correction. But I'm not talking about the nations. I'm talking about America. I've been here all my life. My family's been here. Our roots go back to the beginning of this country. In this land, in this state where we're at, both Tower and I have roots that go back as homesteaders. I have never seen America so violated and so plundered and so screwed up because you have forsaken the Lord God. But I'm telling you, even though I say these things, I tell you, I love you and I want you to repent. I want America healed. I want the vileness to be stopped. I want the hatred to be stopped. I want the murders to be stopped. I want judgment and justice and truth. But today, we can't find it. We can lie to ourselves like a lot of them are doing. And we have people that will nurture their blindness. And the judgment is coming. Ephesians 3, 5-7 but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Now I could go through each and every one of those little points, but that's not the purpose. But you can look at all those. You can just remember one of them. And America's full with it. The world's full of it. But the one verse I say a lot, Revelation 22:11, and verses 15. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs and sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now see, there's one choice here. There's not two. You can't be wicked and Righteous. And you have to be born again of the Spirit. You have to receive Him. John 1. Born of the Spirit. John 3. You have to know something about repentance and sins and forgiveness and confession of those sins. Romans 3-7. through you have to know to walk in the light as he is in the light, 1 John. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ the son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now see, let me tell you something. Now while Israel has been restored, Israel is not Israel, as Paul said. There is going to be an Israel of God. But that Israel of God is Jew and Gentile, male and female, the ones that are going to be marching up and down in heaven. The nations of them which are saved shall be there. And the redemption of Israel depends upon the Messiah and how they know him and receive him. But God will bring them to that point. and God has not cast away Israel and he's not cast away the other nations of men but there is a choice there is a call to the righteous and there's a warning to the wicked in Isaiah 57:18 through 19 is the call to those who would hear because God has seen their ways. They were not perfect, but God will heal them. The Lord also will lead him and restore comforts to him and his mourners. And to them, the Lord speaks peace. So let's go to verse 18. I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and restore comforts unto him and to his mourners. You know, when they were going into captivity, that was tough. Losing everything. That was a shame upon them and to this day. They carry that. And everybody knows it. Even the enemies of Israel. While the enemies of Israel do far worse things than Israel did. But see, he's seen his ways, just as Christ today sees our ways. Christ knew the sins of the men and the women that he dealt with every day. Yet, he didn't stop from going to the cross. He went to the cross and he conquered the cross and death and hell. And he did that to redeem those who seem unredeemable. To forgive those who nobody would forgive. To seek out those who absolutely have no hope and are lost. That's why Christ died. And even today, He hasn't changed. In the days of Isaiah, the new covenant hasn't been put in, but there was still a covenant. And there was still grace. And there was still mercy. And there was still a redemptive arm, and that arm dealt with people, nations. Didn't he deal with Nineveh? And Nineveh repented? They weren't Jewish, they were Gentile. God dealt with Egypt. But Joseph married a Gentile, which was an Egyptian. The Gentiles have been close to the Jewish people in the whole trip that Israel has made to these end of days. You cannot separate Jew and Gentile. You cannot separate nations out because the blood of men and women go back to the beginning of time when God created them. Hosea 14.4 I will heal their backsliding. I will love. In other words, impelled by the Lord God alone. Moved by his own holiness and goodness, he will love them freely. And he says, For my anger is turned away from him. Now, see, one thing America has going for it is that it isn't totally destroyed right now. There is room for miracles in America today, there is room for miracles in the Middle East. There is room for miracles worldwide. It's not too late. The world has not been blown up. As much as you have people like Klaus Schwab and others trying to convince the world that we're going into a hell, no, you're not going into a hell. You're going into what Isaiah has already described. the curse has swallowed the earth it's covered the earth the same curse in the days of adam and eve but there's room for hope in jeremiah 3:21 and a few verses a voice was heard in the high places weeping and supplication of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way and they have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains, Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. The reason we look at the hills and the multitude of mountains is when there's judgment. That's where the people go. They go find a cave to hide in. Well, there's coming a time when your caves ain't going to protect you. For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. We lie down in our shame and our confusion covereth us, wherefore we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers, from our youth even unto this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Now that's Jeremiah. But that's going to come. He says that in verse 3, but that was to be fulfilled. Because that's what happened to Judah. If you were out there being carried away, you would suddenly understand that you had gone too far. But yet, you would have to wait 70 years. And there's a lot of miraculous things that had happened to them during that time. One of which is they were able to keep a meticulous diary of the lineage of those who went in and the lineage of those who made it through and were rescued. And among that lineage was the lineage of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the greater son of David. For those who are his forebears his relatives. They were carried away. But little did anybody know at that time that the greater son of David would come out of the loins of one of those who had just gotten released from Babylon by the hand of God. And that little bit of what we call the scarlet thread of redemption which flows through that found its ways into a little virgin by the name of Mary and was born and he was perfect he was sinless and he was the spirit of the living God he was the word incarnate and he conquered sin death and the hell and he redeems multitudes to this day and has redeemed multitudes. Now, Ephesians 1, 3-14 is a good one for you to read. What is that again? Ephesians 1, 3-14 Blessed be the God and our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. See, because or are by, by faith through grace. See, there's the grace of God, but you got to access it by your faith. But it's still there in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And see, his grace is sufficient for us, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might cut, gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth, even in him, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, and whom you also trusted, after that ye heard the word of the truth, he's speaking of the Ephesians, the gospel of your salvation and whom also after that ye believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. Now I put these scriptures in there to tell you that the eternal purpose of God all the while that Israel had their troubles with the Lord and keeping themselves out of trouble God dealt with them and they're still here and they have, have a, a land it's still not as big as that it once was but they're in the land and they've got more enemies than you could shake a stick at but they got friends but the one thing we have is is our God and our Father and Jesus Christ, our, our Lord. And they are eternal. Our troubles are not eternal, folks. Our hope is eternal. Your hurt, your sins, your confusion, your turmoil is temporary. Even your persecution and your death. Death is not permanent for a Christian. For in death do we enter into the presence of the Lord. See, we can enter into him today through praise and worship and come to him. But when you die, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And this same God who created this grace and this salvation and this gospel was preached to us by Jews who listened to another Jew who was the Son of God. And today, this same gospel is going out to all the nations, many of whom are not Jews, but we know in whom we have believed and are persuaded that his word is true, his glory is real, His mercy is here and His grace is sufficient. Now next time, and I know we go through these and we go through a lot of stuff on each verse. I do that for a reason. Because this is not a normal study This is a study where I give you stuff out of the New Testament, out of the Old Testament, and we put them together and understand how we apply Israel and what happened to Israel to what's going on today. And the trouble that's coming to America is just beginning. The trouble that's in the world is growing. And it's going to grow and the darkness is going to be great till you don't think anybody is going to be left alive. In fact, the scripture says that unless the Lord shortens the days, no flesh would be left alive. So it is high time for you to think. So when you listen to our shows... On the Isaiah series understand the purpose. This is not just about Israel having problems. This is about how an eternal God dealt with Israel and while at the same time bringing redemption to the entire world. And most of you Gentiles didn't even know it. And most of the Jews who thought they knew something didn't. And in spite of them getting thrown into captivity for 70 years, one generation, they still managed to bring forth the heirs out of there, the lineage of the greater son of David. Out of their loins would come eventually the Son of God, who we know as Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the same one who John testified and wrote in his book, the Gospel of John, I have testified that this is the Son of God. This is the one who will redeem Israel. This is the one who will redeem the Gentiles. This is the one who will bring down the devil in all darkness and evil and wickedness. This is the one that will bring us into his kingdom. This is the one who is the truth and the way and the life. This is the truth and before God, I swear in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to his glory, that he is the true Son of God, the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1. Father, thank you for this word. Bless this word to the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of those who hear this. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Tower.
1: Okay. That was very good tonight. And one thing towards the end, what you said stuck out is that our troubles are temporary, they seem enormous but they're temporary. I like that. That just and God is permanent. His redemption, his salvation is permanent. Okay. I like that.
0: I like it too. And we're going to have to go now.
1: Okay. Good night everybody. Thank you for joining us. Whenever you do, we're thankful that you're able to be here with us. We love you. We pray for you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And thank you for all you do for the King. And please pray for your brethren. And pray for us as we pray for you. And be safe. Good night everybody.
0: Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com Till Until next time, shalom everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book
0: club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
1: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.